The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited for this episode because today is my birthday. I don't know why or where this came from, but for as long as I can remember, I have loved birthdays, whether it was my own birthday or a family member's, a friend. It just feels like an opportunity to not have the same mundane day-to-day things happen again. It's just an opportunity to celebrate and feel different for that day. So I love my birthday. In particular, I remember loving turning 30. It just felt so empowering and I felt like I was entering this new chapter of my life. So anyways, this month, today specifically, I am turning 35. So before I dive into our topic of the day today, which is going to be information about the book that I am writing, I wanted to share two updates with you guys. For starters, I have a birthday bundle called Three Keys to Improve Your Walking. And it's something that you can access only this week, Monday through Friday. And it includes three of my favorite ways for you to learn how to improve your walking. So the first thing that it includes is a masterclass on exactly what you need to do. I talk about the science and research behind MS-specific exercise, MS-specific physical therapy, so that you know why exercising in that specific way is so important for you. Step number two is an actual MS-specific exercise class that you can take. It's one where I recorded specific exercises for strengthening, balance, and stretching to help improve your walking. And what I mean when I say improve your walking is helping you walk better on level and even ground as well as uneven ground. In addition to that, not only walking with better quality, but walking longer distances, having better stamina and endurance, and even things like stair climbing and turning around safer. So step number two is the exercise class that you will be able to participate in right along with me. And step number three is an expert interview. I interviewed someone who talks to us all about AFOs, which stands for ankle foot orthosis and ankle braces and what they can do, how they work to help improve your walking, as well as knee buckling or knee hyperextension and your foot drop or drop foot, toe drag, foot drag, whatever you want to call it. 
So this is a three-step approach to help you improve your walking. The masterclass, an exercise class that's about 40 minutes long. You can do it all at once or break it up throughout your day and this expert interview. So if you want to purchase my birthday bundle, it's $35 since I'm turning 35. Just go ahead and check the show notes and I will include the link there. Again, this does expire on Friday, April 28th, so definitely get it now. This is the only place that you'll be able to find this bundle, so I'm excited for you to learn it. Secondly, several of my Missing Link members know that my birthday is today and all month they've been saying things like, oh, I wish I could get you something or what are you asking for for your birthday? And it got me thinking that if there was one thing that my followers, my Missing Link members, anyone who's enjoying my content could do for my birthday, it would be leaving a rating and or a review for my podcast. I personally always look for ratings and reviews of other podcasts that I listen to. I just want to get a sense from the reviews on if it's something that's worth my time, if it's something that I am actually going to learn something from. And also, I like to see what place in life that person is in who's leaving the review. Because if they seem like they're in a certain position or have similar goals to me, I'm more likely to feel like that is a podcast that I will benefit from, that I will get value from. So if you are enjoying this podcast, if you've been loving it, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google or Spotify or anywhere, if you could leave a rating and or a review, that would mean the world to me. I know that it not only would help people understand if this could be a good listen for them or not, but it would also help me in my mission with reaching as many people with MS as possible. So if you're up for it, just a quick review or rating would be the best gift I could ever ask for. Okay, so let's dive in. I want to share with you my table of contents with you guys just to give you a preview of what is coming in my book. If you are a newer listener, this might be your first time hearing this, but I am writing a book that includes my favorite exercises and symptom management tips and strategies to help improve not only your physical life with MS, like your walking and your balance, but also your empowerment and your confidence. There's not only exercises and strategies to improve symptoms, but there's a lot of education and research-backed strategies that can help you understand why certain things are happening. And I'm a firm believer that if you understand the why, it gives you the control back. So I wanted to share my table of contents with you guys. The title of the book is called the Missing Link, The Essential Guide to Improve Walking, Strength, and Balance for People with Multiple Sclerosis. And as I just mentioned, it's actually a whole lot more than that, but that's how I boiled it down to understanding exactly what you will get from this book. So the first chapter is called Multiple Sclerosis 101, Diagnosis, Types of MS, and Causes. And this was one of the most challenging chapters for me to write because what I love talking about for multiple sclerosis is the things that you can actually do. Like what things can you do today to make an improvement in your symptoms? And this chapter is not that at all. It's more of just the education behind what is MS? What are the different types of MS? How is MS diagnosed? And so it's very important information for sure. 
You know, I also include things like the causes and general treatment options, but it was the most challenging one for me to write because I just wanted to dive into the good stuff. But that is the first chapter, especially if there are people reading this book who are maybe new to MS or maybe they know someone with MS, but they don't live with it personally. So this can be a great introduction chapter to orient you to MS and what you're about to learn. Chapter two is managing your symptoms with these surprising strategies. And in this chapter, I talk about primary versus secondary symptoms. Every symptom of multiple sclerosis can either be primary or secondary or both. And it's really important to understand if it's primary or secondary because they are treated differently. And so in this chapter, I give strategies for primary reasons for certain symptoms and secondary symptoms, including fatigue, drop foot, heat intolerance, sensory changes, spasticity, bowel and bladder function, and cognitive changes. For example, if you have difficulty multitasking, like walking and talking at the same time, there's actually exercises and strategies that you can implement. Chapter three was one of my favorite chapters, and I hope that it's one of your favorites. It is called Neuroplasticity, How and Why You Can Gain Strength Even With a Progressive Disease. I think one reason this was my favorite chapter to write is because This chapter for me is what provides the most hope. If you understand, truly understand what neuroplasticity is, then you should have all the hope in the world, even with a progressive disease like MS. You should have all the hope in the world that it is possible for you to improve your strength, your balance, your walking, your energy, your fatigue, your day-to-day functions. And so in this chapter... I talk about exactly what neuroplasticity is, and I explain it in a way that makes sense. I, in this entire book, I really try to stay away from any type of medical terminology that you might have to Google or look up. I want you to feel like you and I are just chatting in person and you understand everything that I'm saying. So I talk about what neuroplasticity is and how it works, but that alone should give you some empowerment and confidence and excitement to move forward. But I also give you strategies that you can implement in your day-to-day exercise routine that can actually promote neuroplasticity, meaning it's more likely that you'll see those neuroplastic changes even faster. Chapter four is called Move Your Body, 10 Exercises to Improve Your Overall Strength and Conditioning. This chapter is important because so often my clients think that strength training is all there is, that if they could just get stronger, they would walk better. Or if they could just get stronger, their balance would be better. If they could just get stronger, your tripping would be better. Your foot drop would be better. And while some of that is true, there's over 10 different types of exercises. And the way that I want you to think about it is Each exercise type is in its own bubble. So improving one of those exercise types doesn't necessarily mean that another exercise type will improve. They're completely different types of exercise. And therefore, there's different strategies to improve them. To give you an example, strength training is in its own bubble. It's completely different from stretching. And strength and stretching are completely different from balance. Another one that's completely different is endurance training or stamina training. 
If you have goals of being able to walk longer or do something for a longer period of time, that's more endurance. That training is completely different from strength training and balance and stretching. Other types of exercises are speed training. If you want to be able to do something faster, walk faster, move faster, you train speed differently. Similarly, aerobic exercise is completely different. So there's over 10 different types of exercises, and sometimes there is a little bit of overlap. So one exercise may actually work on strengthening and balance training or strengthening and endurance. But most of the time, they're different, different strategies, different exercises. So it's important that you know what these are so that you can implement the ones that are most similar to your goals into your exercise routine. So not only do I state exactly what these different types of exercises are, but I also give strategies and examples of exercises for each type. And there's also a lot of photos in this book. I had professional photos taken for most chapters, not all chapters, because not every chapter is about exercise, but any chapter where I do mention exercise, there are photos so that if you are a visual learner, you can actually see exactly what I'm talking about. Chapter five is called The Right Way to Exercise with MS. And if you are an avid listener of my podcast, if you are a Missing Link member, if you are a one-on-one client, this is hopefully going to be a great review for you. So this is the chapter where I talk about the difference between functional exercise and regular exercise. Because as you hopefully know, when you have MS, you need to be incorporating functional exercise. But in this chapter, I talk about the difference, you know, what is regular exercise and traditional exercise and what is functional exercise? Which is better for MS specific goals? Why is functional exercise important and necessary for people with MS? What's the hype about? And I also discuss how to start doing functional exercises and how to break down movements. So just a quick glimpse into this chapter, functional exercise means picking a goal that you have that you want to improve on and breaking that goal down into as many movements as possible. Those movements are now your exercises that you do each day. So I help you break down what those movements might be based on your goal. The examples that I give in the book are walking, stair climbing, getting up from the floor, getting up and down from the floor, and standing up from any surface, but especially low surfaces. So there's text, written description of what those steps are and what those exercises should be, and there's photographs as well. Chapter six is called Modify Your Exercise to Work for You. This chapter is meant to take all of the information that you've learned so far, but allow you to learn the adaptations and the different ways to modify an exercise. There are so many ways to modify an exercise. And it's so important because if you don't know how to modify an exercise and it feels too challenging for you, you might just not exercise because you feel like you can't do it that day. But if there's a way that you can modify your routine, then you're more likely to do it even on the days that you don't feel up for it. And that's going to lead to more consistency and better results over time. We also talk about rest in this chapter because while modifications are important, rest is important too. 
And it's important to understand which one you should do. Are you having a day where you should rest or are you having a day where you should modify? And if you choose to modify, there's about seven different ways that you can modify. So you can choose the one that feels best for you that day. Chapter seven is called measuring your progress at home. The reason I decided to include this chapter is because a lot of my one-on-one clients and my Missing Link members are motivated by numbers, by results, by tracking. And so it can be important to see your progress along the way. This can be a great way for you to know, am I improving? Am I following the right path? Am I doing the right exercises? And there are lots of ways that you can track at home but there are two different types of tracking. One is called subjective tracking or subjective outcome measures. And this type of tracking is more so via a questionnaire. So you are rating yourself, you're rating your fatigue levels with certain activities, you're rating your walking in different situations. So you are rating yourself. Whereas the second type of tracking is called objective or objective outcome measures. So this is more so where you're timing yourself or you're looking at the distance that you're walking or that you're moving. And there are about a thousand, if not more, different outcome measures, different tests that you can do either in the clinic or at home. However, the ones that I talk about in my book are research proven to be the best for MS, to be an indicator of if you are actually improving if you have MS. And some of these tests are often done in the physical therapy clinic or at your neurologist's office, but there are ways that you can adapt them or modify them to do them at home. An example is a timed 25-foot walk test. This is a test that almost every client that I work with who has MS will do with their neurologist or with their in-person physical therapist. But if you're only seeing your neurologist once a year or twice a year, you might want to know sooner than that if you are improving, maintaining, or regressing. So there's a way that you can modify it to do it at home so that you can stay more consistent with your tracking. In this chapter, I review exactly what that looks like and how to do it. Chapter eight is called relapse or pseudo relapse. That is the question. In this chapter, I discuss what what a pseudo relapse is and what a relapse is. They are two different things and it's important to know what they are because they're treated differently. And in this chapter, I give you a guide. I give you specific questions that you can ask yourself to help you determine, is this a true relapse, a true flare, a true exacerbation, or is it a pseudo relapse, a pseudo flare, a pseudo exacerbation? A true relapse is something where there is a change in your MRI, there is a new lesion. Whereas a pseudo relapse means there is no new progression of the disease, an old flare might be triggered by something, a trigger that's happening. And it could be stress, it could be an infection, it could be a bunch of things. So in this chapter, I review in more detail what a relapse is and a pseudo relapse, questions so that you can figure out exactly which one might be happening and what to do if either of those are occurring for you. Chapter nine is called Mobility Aids, Good or Evil? And in this chapter, I review my favorite mobility aids for MS, 
And I also give you indicators of when you should maybe start to think about using one. And if that is the case, which one should you start using first? I also talk about how to use a mobility aid in a way that you won't become dependent on it. There are actual strategies that you can utilize so that when you use a cane, it would mean that you don't always have to use a cane. Maybe sometimes you do, but sometimes you don't. Or if you're using a rollator, sometimes you use that, but there are other times where you use a cane or trekking poles. So I teach you what those strategies are. And we also talk about the importance of potentially having multiple mobility aids based on the type of day that you're having. Chapter 10 is called Your Biggest Enemy is Yourself. This is the final chapter of the book, and I really wanted to discuss mindset because if you believe that these exercises will not be helpful, if you believe that your MS has progressed to a point where there is no return, there is no recovery, there is no possible way for improvement, then the chances of you not improving are extremely high. So in this book, you learn the strategies behind neuroplasticity and functional exercise. You learn everything you need to know to exercise correctly to actually help you reach your goals. But if your mindset isn't in the right place, if you don't actually believe that it's possible, then you're not going to stay consistent long enough to actually see any sort of improvement, even if you're doing the right exercises. So we talk about the importance of mindset and how to get in the right mindset around exercise, as well as goal setting. All of these things are instrumental in seeing success with your exercise routine and instilling hope that your symptoms can actually improve. I know that for some people that might sound too good to be true, and if you need any reminders of what might be possible, head over to my YouTube page and click on the playlist section and find the playlist called Progress is Possible. In there, I have about five different interviews with Missing Link members where they share where they were prior to doing this type of work, these types of exercises, and where they are now. And so if you need that reminder, definitely check that out. They are also here on this podcast as well. If you want to listen to those podcast episodes, the numbers of the podcast episodes is episode 13, episode 38, episode 46, episode 61, episode 70, episode 95, and there's going to be one very soon in the near future as well. So as I mentioned, chapter 10 is the final chapter, but there is an FAQ section at the end. And the reason I wanted an FAQ section is because there were questions that I could just hear some of my clients asking me as I was writing this book, but it didn't necessarily fit into the chapter. So I made an FAQ section with the top 10 questions that I am asked. And it includes questions like, I can't exercise for 30 minutes. Is it still worth exercising if it's not 30 minutes? Or I plop down, I fall backwards when I sit down or attempt to stand up. What do I do for that? Another question that I answer is, one of my legs is weaker than the other. Should I just strengthen my weak side instead of both sides? Or I use my arms to lift my leg to get into a car, a bed, a bathtub, etc. How do I fix this? Another one is, 
I struggle standing up from the floor. How can I do this safely? And for that question in particular, I actually have tons of photos where I demonstrate my two favorite techniques. And that's a wrap on the Missing Link book. I am so excited. I just recently submitted my first official draft of the book, and I should be getting that back at some point soon. I will keep you posted on the official release date and the launch date. At this time, I'm thinking that it's going to be launched in the very beginning of June, but I will keep you posted. And I actually received an email earlier this week from someone saying, hey, Dr. Gretchen, I listened to your podcast called Foot Drop 101. Are those exercises going to be in your book? And I responded to her saying, yes, absolutely. Foot drop, drop foot. That is one of the most common symptoms that my clients have. And therefore, it is a heavy focus in the book. But if you are someone who prefers videos, like actually seeing the exercise, not just in photo format or in text format, these exercises and everything that I mention in my book is also in my online MS wellness program, also called The Missing Link. So if you are a visual learner and you like to see videos and examples and demonstrations, my online program, The Missing Link, is probably going to be the best bet for you. And this book is meant to supplement that. I also share a lot of client testimonials throughout the book because I think that hearing from people that might be in a similar position to you can be so encouraging and empowering and motivating. That's all I got for you guys today. I hope you are as excited as I am for my book to launch. The next step in this process is hiring a book formatter and a book designer to help design the cover page or the cover of my book. So I'm really excited to try to find someone for that. But I will keep you guys posted. I hope you have a great day. I hope that if you have time, you are able to leave a rating and or review for my podcast. Or if you're at it, if you love my YouTube, you can actually go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Or if you've been loving the Missing Link app, you can go ahead and rate the app right in App Store if you have an iOS or the Google Play Store if you have an Android. Or if you are a Missing Link member and you want to rate the Missing Link, you can actually do that right in Google so that you can leave a Google review. I will put the links for all of the things that is possible to rate the app, my YouTube channel, the Missing Link, and a Google review in the show notes. So definitely check that out. And if you do feel like the Missing Link online wellness program would be a good fit for you, I will include the link for more information on that in the show notes as well. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm excited for you to read the book once it's launched. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you love this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. 
Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.